Let's push! Give me some! Let's go! Live off four! Ten toes down, baby! Ow. You know who it is. I'm trying to be like you, mother. Shush, it's too late to turn back now. <laughs> the Morning Shift. Powered by Uno Media. I got, I got, I got, I got. Time coming, our wow. friend, our brother, our boy. Life is something else. One of the greatest to ever do it. That voice that we all know, that we all hey. love. Nixon Clark is in the building. Hey. Hey. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. You're a little grayer than last time we saw you, man. It's good. Oh, you all right? Yeah, nah, it's just the stress. <laughs> of worrying about my friends out in new media. Oh, Just hoping they're look okay. at him. Boy, here yeah. he is, man. Look it is good him. to yeah. see my friend. It's Our good to be friend. here. So the confidence of you trying to be all nice to me when I've heard in recent podcasts what? you trying to call me out, trying what? to fight. What, what is that? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Let's talk about that. I Hold don't on. Know. What is right that kind of energy? Hold on a second. Did Tell I say, me, explain I, to me how you think you can give me a oh, Are I you being serious? Like, uh, no, 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 no Nixon, let's not, we don't want to start with this energy. Do you, are you being serious? I'm being serious. I want to hear the game plan on how you Let me play ref Knock you out. Let me play ref. Okay. To be honest, I don't know who threw it out there, but someone threw it out there that you lost to Bryce Casey. What's his name? Yeah, Bryce yeah, Casey. Bryce. I think, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Legend, and then Brooke said, well, then that would make you light work. So <laughs> you, you would. <laughs> I kind of agree. But like, nah. See, this guy's probably thinking, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. <laughs> it, it, you know, exactly what Mike Tyson, the great, said. Everyone's got a plan. Everyone can say whatever they need to say until they get punched in the Whoa. face. You take me with like two left feet. I look at you like, oh, he's got two left feet, two Ooh. left hand. The jab wouldn't be there. What the, people the lungs will, aren't there. He ain't what he used to be. What people will discover throughout this podcast is that Brooke is legitimately a mini-me. <laughs> you wait! You wait till we nah. get it. He started to nah. dress like me and that's nah. what my hair. You're me nah, from nah, Wish. Nah, nah. <laughs> you're just a richer version of me. Shut you saw up. me and he was like, I've got money. I want to do it. Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. When, uh, when we first started... Nixon was calling me about the way you anchored the show. I was like, bro, we don't, we're not anchoring anymore. He's like, yeah, but, you know, I, I could do a better job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then then. I agreed that, come you know, then. I'd see my future on the morning shift as, you know, the content director one day. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this. So I this. can put you back in your place. <laughs> let's get into this. Oh, yeah, I missed you so much. <laughs> it's good to be here. I have missed you, I my bro. Before, before we to be talk here. about you and intro you, please yeah. intro yourself, Nixon. Who are you mm. to people who maybe don't know who you are? Um, I am Nixon, uh, wanting the... F- one of the founding members of the morning shift. Um, I brought how? all these guys how, together. Bro? Go tell your story. Tell how you I think that is true. I brought all these guys together. Like all of you. Me you and Mark about many and many years before. Jordan and I had been friends a long time no, before but, that too. But yeah. okay. At our previous um, employment, true. right? You know, I left. Brooke came in. You know, I brought Let's Jordan Let's say it, on my to, FM. My FM. My FM. Yeah, I brought Jordan on to the My Morning crew. And then Jordan didn't know about, you know, this guy Mark. Matua Mark. Now they're like best buddies. And now we're all sitting in a room together. Nah, so uh, my name's Nixon. Um, I spent a lot of years doing radio uh, on MyFM. And um, and I'm a lover of lawns, God-fearing man, uh, mm. very loyal husband to a beautiful wife, Sarah. And uh, yeah, just a all-around good guy. You got some dark humor for a God-fearing man. His dad's I'm, Freemason. Yeah, well, that, that is true. But we don't talk about that. That's oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, we always start the show with what we call mm. meet us at the five. Five quick questions. Brooke, you got us. Bro, okay. that was the hardest question of the whole bloody podcast. No, 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 no. No, 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 no they, they, they get harder, way harder. You oh, wait. We got like, a quick five, five. Like, okay. why do you look sad these days? No, 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 no. Why are you always slouching? Why do you look a bit heavy? Like, 
Like you're carrying the burdens of the world on Actually, you. Actually, I need to talk to you about a post you did recently. What did I do? Just randomly. This what, guy what? just randomly put up a post. What did I say? Get him, bro. I, I agree. Go get him. And then, and then as I scrolled through the carousel, there's just this random photo of me <laughs> flexing my bicep. <laughs> and I was like, there's no context to this. <laughs> So That's I why I look swole. Guys, I've been bulking. And thing. sorry if you feel like you've come into a tea room, you know, to the tea room where you know you might understand all the inside jokes. Guys, we're just we're, we're talking again with our mate. But basically, I put a photo burst up, and Nixon. Here's the thing you need to know about Nixon. He will send you himself, <laughs> like you asked. Like I'll just you'll be minding your own business, getting a lot, getting. On, I'm getting on with my day, and mm. I'll just have this like tensing flex photo from Nixon. Like you like that, daddy. <laughs> Like, he'll say something like, that's uh, the relationship we have. And then Man's I put it in my purse and he was like, Oi, what the hell? Safe space. Why did you do that? That was for your own personal. Okay, okay. 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 Anyway, okay. Okay. meet me at the five. First question. Mm-hmm. Do, you do, wait, do you know what the five is? Yeah. Because you're not sporty. You're not athletic. Shut up. Okay, sorry. You, you're not, but okay. But look at this body. <laughs> it's, it's a, a look. <laughs> we've been looking at it. Okay, who's the greatest R&B artist of all time? That's question number one. Oh. R. Kelly. Come on, bro. Uh, but you've got, like, yeah, I know. No, it's not one Nixon. of those. Nixon. Nixon. Ones. Change, Nixon. Change, your, change your answer. Okay. Change your answer. I'm not having it. Okay. Babyface. Mm. Okay. Yeah, you can have that. Yeah. Okay. If you did have another charity fight, I'm not in it. Mike Hosking's not in it. Randy from My Nights isn't in it. Anyone who's still in radio, who would you love to fight? Damn, you took all the people we wanted to book. Yeah. <laughs> I have to take them out. Now go get someone. Like, who would you know you'd be? Do you know who I would give a... Oh, he, he just finished up, but... Why don't you just say someone you want to fight? Duncan Garner. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think he's got you too. No, he doesn't. Oh, Duncan Garner's got a little bit more power. He's got more, like, I, yeah, I would but I've got Duncan insurance. Garner. You better beat Duncan Garner. <laughs> I'm going with DG. I'm going with DG. <laughs> Not the parent chat. You better. Oh, you better be you better. Mike Hosking too. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, I think they'll be bullying if I beat him. <laughs> okay, who's the greatest uh, athlete of all time? Of all time? Of all time, yeah. Greatest athlete. I, I have two, um, I, Tiger Woods, but also you can't dismiss someone like Jonah Lomu. Like Jonah is a, is, is a global go- superstar. Right? Yeah, yeah, hard out. He put rugby on the map. Okay, start cut bench. New Ooh. Zealand, Australia, Samoa. Because you have a, and anyone who doesn't know, you've got a background in Australia. Oh, yeah. yeah, you Are lived you in Australia? Australia for a while. I went to school in Australia. Yeah. Oh, that's where you got bullied, eh? No. Bro, I was bullied? the only Samoan kid in that school. Where'd you get bullied? I know, I that's why it's awkward, because you're the only Samoan that got bullied. Bullied. <laughs> bullied. Because um, your booty was out. Read that question one more time. <laughs> read that question again. again. Start cut bench. Sorry, yeah. New sorry. Zealand, Australia, Samoa. I yeah. want to start Samoa. Start money, them. It's money issues. <laughs> money issues. Um, money issues. This guy, bro. I'll bench New Zealand. And then what was the other option? Cut. Cut Australia. Yeah, cut Aussie. Okay, we've got a, another one. Start, cut, bench. Edge, my, lawn mowing. Okay, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> 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 yeah, Bro, you, got a, you have a contract. Yeah, I You know. have a contract. Okay, and so... You'll, get, you'll be able to see it out. Relax. I'll, I'll, I'll start, Edge. Wow. Wow. Oh! After you all just you went through, I'll Nixon. bench, lawn mowing, and I'll cut my... Yeah. Yep. Oh, but I say man. that respectfully because I've done my time, you know, and I, I want them to do well. But for me, I've moved on now. Okay. Well, we'll sit in that pocket really, yeah. really quickly, okay? What's the reason that you left my... The, the real reason why I left? I, I just grew old. That's it. Like, that's the real reason why mm. I why I left. I just... And you the never, money you and ne- challenge. You never want to overstay your welcome, right? And I, I felt like I'd done my time. 
and that's I didn't. Different. I didn't want to get people to get sick of me. That if I didn't leave, you wouldn't have been able. You're to right. We might not be here right. now. Some beautiful right. things so, that came. So, Boy, well, so well, it flourished, well right? Done. So, and I, I knew that I could leave it in a good state, and um, then it could continue to do whatever it did, or or, or continue to do now. So we'll, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that. Stuff like yeah. Final question for meet me at the five for Nixon. Question number five: What is your biggest accomplishment? Ooh. Biggest accomplishment? Um, I think. Uh, I've got two actually. The the main one is um is finding the love of my life, Sarah, mm. and then um, being able to hold that down for a decade now of being married, uh, twelve years together, ten years married, and uh, second one is obviously planting the seed for the morning shift. Like those are my two biggest accomplishments. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's funny he's you talk about the morning man, shift because we thought we would start by going around and saying uh, just quickly who you are to us. Uh, <laughs> no, bro, this is like I'm not dead. Yeah. This is like a uh, you, you are dead inside though so. <laughs> Matt or Mike do you want to start? Yeah um, I have many favourite memories uh, with you Nixon um, I always enjoy your sense of humour um, It can be construed the wrong way I think from a lot of people But you're hilarious and um, I've always enjoyed it I think one of my favourite times on my FM with you Was when we were I think you were talking about how someone didn't wave to you or, or something like that, and you were having a go at people for, you know, especially oh, Auckland drivers. Oh, Aucklanders don't yeah. wave. He, Aucklanders he had don't a go wave. at someone who was like, he, that's right, talk yes. about it. What happened? Yeah, and, and Nixon went on a high horse talking <laughs> about how, how, you know, I can't believe it. The outlandish Auckland behaviour. No one waves. And I went down country and everyone was waving. They're friendly. Aucklanders suck. And then we got this torrent of texts and like oh. phone calls about how you had snobbed people much of, much <laughs> in much. Auckland. Yeah, it, it actually Kmart. Kmart, yes. yeah, people at Kmart Henderson don't like me for some reason. Eh? They reckon I'm so rude. I'm pretty sure it was snob. most of West Auckland. <laughs> can, I, can I interject quickly? Uh, it actually continued for like two weeks. And yeah. it, it actually affected your mental health. I remember like, this, don't lie. I remember the second week, like you came and you're like, bro, I'm, I'm over this, eh? Like, People just having a go now, like say, no. saying, like I, I didn't say hi ten years ago at McDonald's yeah. drive-through. Like yeah, that, I'm no, over it. That like actually, is true. It's yeah. a good reminder for everyone, though. Like especially in our roles, that you just don't know who you might not <laughs> be saying hi to. Yeah, but You're sometimes, time. sometimes you forget that people listen, and then because we let out so much of our lives in uh, on that platform, that they think that they know you like real deep. Totally. Well, they have access to you, like, and I apologize because, like, obviously that feeling doesn't go two ways. Because uh, in saying know. that, like, you you're a very private person. I don't think a lot of people yeah, would really know that outside of the outside of the doors. So, um, yeah, and I'm shy. You're a shy guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm shy. Ass. Mm. Mm. Yeah, true. My, my my there's many favorite moments about about you, Nixon, and who you are to us. Um, my favorite moment was when I when I came to my to do the show. Nixon pretty much brought me from my old job and was like look you're gonna be the next you know host but so i left that job and somehow three months later it's like you know like we're close you know like, <laughs> like i didn't he's like like it's a shoe in the door like but the higher ups need to still they're still kind of vetting you you know they don't really they don't really get it but like they're gonna get it like and i'm like well i left my job he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm already like I realise that that's the seed that he's playing, right? The seed of doubt, you know? The seed of, like, I should be grateful. Like, I should be a little bit scared, afraid. Next week, he pulls me into the office to be like, bro, can I have a chat with you, like, just between boys? And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, slides this paper off across the table. Like, it kind of slid, like, half a metre perfectly. Goes right in front of me. 
Now, I'm not saying I'm ungrateful, but for the salaries that we should be on on a breakfast show that's rating well, I know what it should kind of be thereabouts with. This guy tried to sign me. He's like, can you do me a favor? Like, can you do me a solid? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes, can you do me a solid for the boys? Like, can you just sign this contract? It was for 40K a year. <laughs> I later find out that he gets big bonuses if he keeps his budget under what he's supposed to spend. Big dog's got to eat. And big dog's got to eat. But you think about, imagine oh, if he go. did sign that. <laughs> I would have got such a deal. Like that. You know, look at us. You're hanging us out to dry because you had the same line with me. <laughs> what did you can, can you do me a sign? He called me in Australia and he yeah, was like, Oh, no. uh, and you were street team, like you've done it all. You've done, done the, I've done the nights, I've done the nights. It's cold out there. Real question is, Nixon, Oops. had you practiced the sliding of the contract so that it landed perfectly? It in front landed of him? perfectly, yeah. That's my athleticism. <laughs> I'll just be oh that's the mightless touch. <laughs> For those who don't know, Nixon was actually our boss for a point as well. So Nixon would do the morning show and then after the morning show would stay around all day and then be our boss. And he would have to go to meetings and he would have to interact with all of us in the afternoon. But Nixon made, because I never got to work with you on here, <laughs> but Nixon made, he maybe made the OG safe space. I heard this. There was a time for maybe about three months where Nixon said between two o'clock and 205. That's right. <laughs> Two and 205. You can say whatever you would like to say. What was said? You know, what happens in the office between 2 and 205 stays in the office. But I just want you to know that's the type of boss that Nixon was. Yeah. What was your favourite uh, my moment? Or it doesn't even have to be my. What, what was your favourite moment uh, when we were all working together? No, the one thing I do miss a lot, and I know that it will sound weird unless you grew up with this kind of culture, but the continuous mocking we could all dish out, you know, whether it was on air or off air, the, the, the chats that we could create together collectively and the last we can get out of it. I, I could have had the worst day, you know, and then you guys will mock me about it and it would just make me smile. And I think that's, that's what I miss the most. So if you're listening, we're talking with Nixon Clark, who we used to work with at MyFem, who he won't say it, but I think is, is one of the most talented and amazing broadcasters there, there's ever been namely because you 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 know you cut your work in in the i hate to say the word urban space you know like through new fm through my and then you're able to go to like a mainstream like edge where i appreciate what i appreciate is i don't think that any of those broadcasters that might start at an edge or a zm they could never come to my and so like i i think yeah, you're a very gifted broadcaster. I think you're the man. Before we get into the personals, can we just actually start with your journey of broadcasting? Like, mm. how did you how did you get into the game? When did you know you wanted to be like? Yeah, I've always wanted to know why did you start. And radio? can you make it listenable? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Nah, give us the real. Nah, so uh, in school, I um, I wanted to be a builder. Like mm. that's what I wanted to be. And then I kept getting report cards saying, "Oh, Nixon talks too much. Nixon talks too much." And then I sat there one day with our guidance counsellor and I was like, how about I turn that negative into a positive? And then now, fast forward 20 years, like now I get paid to talk, right? So I, so I turned that negative into a positive. And then I met Oscar Kitely, who went to my uh, school when I came back for my senior years at Rutherford College. And he gave me some work experience um, at New FM when they just started New FM. Yeah, can you talk about New FM real quick? Because I know this has got a special place in your heart. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, or that, that gave like me and, and Nate our first you know, shot and they they were created to be like the the Pacific version of my FM, right? So my was predominantly, you know, Maori and it represented for the youth 
like um, and wanted to really embrace Te Reo Māori, where New FM was doing the exact same, but it was for Pacific Islanders. And so they gave us our first shot, um, Oscar um, and Mario, um, they were doing the breakfast show, and then Mario taught me how to panel. Mm. So that's how I learned how to do it. And so every day before school, um, in my last year of school, year 13, I would go in and oh, panel well, that breakfast back show. Then, yeah, in school. Oh, okay. So I, I was paneling that show for them, and that's how I kind of got good at pushing the buttons and all that sort of stuff. And then after that, um, they asked us to go, us, Nate and I, to do a radio training school. And they needed us because they needed X amount of Polynesians in there for them to get funding. So they gave <laughs> us a scholarship to go do that. And so we went and did that. And during that time when Nate and I were at radio school, um, they were running a competition to try and find a, a night show host for um, a new station that they were starting called Flavor. And so Nate turned to me um, while we were studying and he was like, I dare you to enter that. I dare you to enter it. And I was like, nah, they you know, radio games, like they've probably already got somebody, they're just doing it for a bit of promo, a bit of clout. Anyway, I just did it, and um, and I won it. I won that job. And that was at the same time that they were filming Sione's Wedding, and so wow. Oscar and Tawila were there at the same time, and they had to go off, so I got promoted from that night show to the drive show, and I was doing Drive on Flavor for a couple of years. And then, um, yeah, and then after that, I uh, met uh, one of the big bosses, at where I am now, and he said, do you want to come work for me? And then I was like, oh, yeah. So I handed him my notice at Flavor, and then that's when I started at Edge, and then uh, for the first time. And then Edge, the company that owns Edge, bought my FM off Ngāti Whātua, and they needed someone to go in and help transform that into what it is today. And so that was my in. And they were like, do you want to be the boss, or do you want to do breakfast show? And I was like, oh, breakfast sounds easier. It's only four hours a day. And that's how I started on my morning crew. And then they... <laughs> breakfast sounds easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Not many breaks, not many songs mm. on the hour. And then I, did, up that side. I did that show with quite a few people until... Um, and I always promised Nate because of that that one time that he dared me and gave me my first mainstream you know, shot and encouraged me to do that. Um, I always said that one day we'll do a show together. And then the Nixon and Nate brand was created. Can I just ask, Nixon, do you reckon um, your upbringing is a big, has, plays a big part in your career with your ability to, to duck and weave with both, um, you know, what would generally be considered white stations and brown stations? Yeah, because my dad is English, white, and then my mum is full Samoan. So, yeah, I get the best of both worlds so I can balance cultures. But also I think I surround myself with people that I, I know – I have a good gauge on what's cool and what's not from the people that I surround myself with. Mm. So I feel like I get a good a good understanding of what will work and what won't. Also, I grew up as an only child too. Actually, can we talk about your transformation just quickly, like in terms of fashion? Because you used to I wear leggings. That too. You used so, to wear leggings and like the wrong type of vans. And Supreze. And now, like the shoes you're wearing now are probably like $1,200. Shut up. But a t-shirt's looking at like 120. Um, Straight jeans now. I remember it was a probably about a month. So Jordan and I had like a really rocky relationship, you know, <laughs> heading into. <laughs> hey, man. And I'm saying that gracefully. Hey, man. But we Maybe a, I am the problem in a lot of things. No, no but, you are. You're 100%. <laughs> but I'm glad you came into my life. Either problem or no problem. Facts. But um, I think, so we were, we were, you know, still trying to feel each other out, you know, making sure that, you know, we knew each other's boundaries and all that sort of stuff. I think a, a month into working together, um, Jordan just out of nowhere was like, bro, your style is whack. Your jeans are too tight and your shoe game is off. You make it sound like I'm like trying to say like that. It's about fashion. I just meant like, I think you could have done way. It wasn't giving you any favors. 
No, and I you looked the foot shorter. Did I listen though? You did. See, so that's why I was like, "Thank you." You started dressing like the rich version of me. You, what I wanted <laughs> to look like again. Well, he took mine and then he went with it and he's like, "Yeah, this is how you do it, bro." And I was what? like, "Well, forty thousand isn't helping me get to where I want to be." <laughs> Hey, I think I'm the only person who can ask this because you guys were a part of the morning crew. Like when you guys were together, I think there was something very, very special. And one of the most daunting things mm. was coming in and sitting on a seat that you have sat in mm. and owned for years and years and years. And I was like, hey, I'm, this is a, I wasn't ready for it at the time. And, and it was very abrupt how quickly it happened. Yeah. You guys had something very, very special. Is there one part of you, just a small part of you that goes, man, I wonder what we could have done if I just stayed a couple more years? Nah, not at all. Not at all? Not at all. And I think you're being too hard on yourself saying that you weren't ready for it. Mm. I left knowing that you were ready for it. And I always told you, I told you a number of times in that journey that I was like, I'll go soon and that seat's yours. That soon was very quick. Yeah, but I knew I knew you were ready for that. So that's why I was like... Telling no. us a week before Christmas was a bit rough. <laughs> that was a bit rough, I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, and, that, and I apologise for that. That's not the way that I wanted to see it out, but that's just the way that it played out. I looked at this guy when they, when they announced it in the room and Mixon just like kind of like looked past me and vaped. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, the most I, was like bro, I hate this guy that I love, uh, but I love this guy. Hiding the emotions with the vape. And then, and then everyone left and it was just the team and Nixon was like, oh, where's the Christmas party? I was like, this guy's the most awkward guy. Like he is the worst, but you are. I don't know if I like out, outright said it, but I think that if you saw like the, probably the last couple of months of working with me that I was getting tired. Well, you had been through so many rebuilds of the so-called uh, morning show, right? Like yeah. you'd done, you'd, you'd managed to be a part of that rebuild. I think we built it five times. Ooh, we built wow. that show five times. And how, how long were you at, at MyFM? 12 years. Wow. 12 years. That's huge. Um, I have a question, Re, your passion for sport. Now you do the emceeing for the Blues. Oh, who's your NRL team? Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm. How like long? Billy Slater is Why? my goat. Why and how long? Because you're Auckland man. Like you're you're an Auckland celebrity. You're a part of the the wallpaper. Um, I picked. So my whole family are Broncos supporters. Mm. Um, and they they were hearty or they are hearty Broncos supporters, and they were there before '95. And so they, you know, you know what it's like switching teams. And then I didn't really vibe with the Broncos, so then I waited until 98, and that's when I jumped on. And purple was my favourite colour, so I jumped on Melbourne Storm. I have a photo for you to look at, and it doesn't have a Melbourne Storm flag hanging up on the background. <laughs> Where did you get that photo? Wow. That? I do not see any purple. I do see a, a, a really banging mink blanket, though. Yeah, boy. Every yeah. Summer Shout out mink, mink blankets. blankets. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're a real one if you've got a mink blanket. But that's a warrior sign, an Auckland Warriors uh, flag in the background. You got you, That's a bit early for you to be eating your feelings. Delete that now. Damn. Wow, we went into the archive. No, bring it back up. Bring it back up. No. He, needs, he needs to get humbled. He, uh, this guy's way too high that? most of the time. That's my dad. You. Can, <laughs> can, can we do a quick before you continue, Matt? Can we do a quick exercise here? Like, can you speak us through who that Nixon is? What's yes. going like? Who's that Nixon to you? The inner child. That Nixon was a child where his mum and dad never said no when he asked for McDonald's. <laughs> I'm sad because I eat and I eat because I'm sad. Life. What a great life. <laughs> I never had the, this food at home. No, 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 no we'll good. make a stop off for you, mama. 
We're making stuff up for you, mother. That's a photo. That's who created the well monster. Well done, Martin. You became a monster after I that. I don't know didn't where you? you got that from. Mm. There's actually there's actually more to that story. Like, why wouldn't you support the Warriors? And in fact, when I actually was a broadcaster with you, you actually used to dog the Warriors. The team. Yeah. Yeah, the team. But there, not is, the boys. Is there a story? Of why? Yeah, because I want to surround myself with people who win. Mm, that's interesting because we heard <laughs> that you won a singing competition to sing the national anthem at a Warriors game. <laughs> now, see, well, you know the biggest thing that pisses me off about this? They got him! Can I tell you why the this silence was loud? This is the real news. This is a real new media, baby. Ain't no lies right here, my boy. You know what annoys me the most? It's not that. It's not that. What he just said. It's the fact that. When did you guys start doing research? Oh, because all prep work. What oh, are you? What wow. are you? Don't do this. Don't do this. this. We see what you're doing, Nixon. What are you talking don't about, Ice Man? Let's get back to the Ice Man. Matsu is on fire. So that's the other thing we had to ask is apparently you're on a soccer team and you're <laughs> and get this, your nickname was Iceman, not because of Michael Jones, but because you used to freeze up. <laughs> that's Boy, never Boy, that's Boy, not Boy, I'm gonna come to you. I won Iceman. many, many trophies in my soccer. Iceman <laughs> I'm just gonna Who, who messaged okay? Give him a hug Who messaged you all these Give him a hug yeah, that, Hey It is what it is But I'm interested in hearing now A little bit more about your love life mm. Love life Yeah Without us throwing more barbs in there Because Sarah gave us that comment <laughs> <laughs> Well I was gonna say That it was based on a lot of trust But obviously that's not a thing Oi well yeah. done Sarah Wow Um no, my love life is um, amazing. I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, love didn't really start until 12 years ago mm. uh, for me uh, when I met Sarah. He's back. Um, she's the greatest thing that's ever came into my life. Um, that's ever come into my life. But yeah. Whoa, too long. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, got to correct that. Got to correct that. Um, I, I, I think gotta... you should have left it. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think she's made me um, a better person, a better broadcaster. Like she, I think they, I've got like two filters that I always run through my head before I even um, say anything on the mic, and it's don't embarrass your wife and don't embarrass mm. your mum. Those are my two filters. So, um, and like Sarah's always there. Like we've helped each other through a lot of situations, like mental health, and like she's had a few health issues that um, she's, which has taught me empathy. I didn't have any empathy. You're hard on yourself. Didn't you, did. you didn't. No, nah, nah. I think you did. You, you're hard on nah, yourself. Nah, he didn't. No, nah, well, I even if I did, I wouldn't let it. I wouldn't let it get to me. Like I, I couldn't embrace other people's feelings very well. And em- I don't. Oh, I'm empathy not though. Empathy's a like very labor intensive. If you think about it, like it's a lot easier to separate yourself from whatever other people are feeling and keep inside your bubble. It takes a lot of energy and time and effort to be empathetic to someone else's situation. 100%. And you right. you're you know when you were talking about being at mine and being tired and 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 all those rebuilds and stuff, like empathy is second hand. Like you've got to protect yourself in this industry. Yeah, no, and that's it. and there were some things where I just wouldn't let it get to me like if someone said, "Oh, I can't come to work today because I broke up with my boyfriend." I'm like, "What?" Get to work. You get to work. <laughs> I, do to I do not care. Mm. And I I think but you, ex- you you expected that in the same, like, you're not someone who's like, feel for me. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly right. So it's like, I don't want you to feel anything on a personal level for me. 
Um, so people can hear it already, but if you never listen to my FM, you you know how much you love your wife. Um, tell us about the last year of your life with with Sarah, last and year. some of the challenges because we're lucky enough. We we know you. We know mm. we have chats outside of when the microphones and the cameras are rolling, and we know it hasn't always been easy. Yeah. But but how was the last year been for you guys? The the last probably the last year has been the hardest year mm. in all honesty um, for our relationship and just everything that's going on. You know, it's it's. I think COVID, we were so isolated for so long. Yeah. And then, you know, you start to have those deeper, meaningful chats. But also, like, Sarah, and I, she won't mind me talking about this, but mm. she hasn't been... This is safe, eh? it's, Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you, you're like brothers to her, too. So yeah. I know that you, you treat her with so much respect and grace. But, um, you know, she hasn't been well. And um, I think that um, seeing somebody that you love so much go through that much pain and me not le- knowing how to sometimes show her the right amount of love... Um, or the right amount of like uh, attention that she needs has been has been a bit tough, and we've been on a journey, um, obviously figuring that out, and then knowing that um, you know we or well, we've been on a fertility journey as well. So, mm. and man, I don't know if anybody else has gone through this, but oh, you see so many people just have sex once and they're pregnant, you know, and mm. then but like when you're actually trying, it takes an emotional toll. On, on on a relationship and no one no one not many people talk about it today eh? but for those who go through it they know exactly what you're talking about right now yeah right and yeah. so and and know that you're not alone on this journey and i wish more people did talk about it but you know we we found out that probably having a baby is going to be a lot harder um for us mm-hmm. um if even possible so and that's been something that i was so passionate about like i really wanted to be a dad mm-hmm. and i think um when i found out that it was probably going to be a you know, a very slim chance that that could be a possibility. Um, it kind of got to me and I kind of shut down because um, I didn't know how to deal with it. And then that wasn't very helpful when you're in a relationship where, you know, your wife is going through health issues totally. too, right? And then she's like, hey, like who's more important here? Yeah. A baby that you want or a wife that you already have? Mm. And that put it into perspective for me. And that over the last year we've been, you know, dealing with that of going, you know what, if I can't have a kid, at least got I've got my wife that I love and yeah and I think that's not a chat that happens over dinner that's a chat that lingers Mm. and when you have to go on the radio the next day and then crack a laugh but know that you're hurting inside and know that an accessory to that hurt is somebody that you love with all your heart and your wife Mm. that's hard that was hard and then obviously starting a new gig as well um you know in radio that being able to like balance all that was pretty tough. I, I know, I know, because I know you that you're someone who is very goal orientated, and you focus on one thing, mm. and you are super successful in those things because you know what you can control. What you're really speaking to is when life sometimes hits you with things outside of your control. Eh? Oh yeah, and that's exactly it. Mm. Because, like you said, I'm goal orientated, but I will only set goals that I know I can achieve. Mm. It's not those pipeline dreams, you know. It's like I'm I I I'm only doing this because I know I can do it. Mm. But then you're right when something hits you left field, mm. you're like, oh damn, I was not expecting that, and I do not have a plan. So not trying to probe here, but like, what? Where do you? Because we all want to say, oh well, Nixon's talking about it. And my, you know, it's the the journey must have ended, and they just moved on. But like, what is what is the feeling now? Particularly for maybe men who are going through this, or or whānau who are trying are going on this fertility journey. Like, yeah, what does it what does it look like now? And and how do you keep pushing through? Um, what it looks like now is obviously Sarah's still on recovery, mm. you know, and but we, we're going to like the fertility um, associates to like help us f- 
find options. I think my emotions, they do go through waves, mm. you know, like I, some days I'm like, oh, up, up and mm. then some days I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and, um, and I think we both go through that. But I think what it's done is it's created us to talk more about those deeper feelings that we have. Mm. And I think over the last 10 years that we've been together married, probably the most real chats that we've ever had mm. have been in the last year, yeah. the last 18 months. And which is a good reset for us to go, oh, even after a decade of being together, it's not because we're together for convenience. Like we're actually wanting it to turn into 20 years and 30 years. Mm. So those more regular chats have been so much better for our emotions mm. because we're just getting it out now. We're not holding it. There's no resentment. I'm really proud of you, eh? Like, uh, yeah, that's a <laughs> come a long yeah, way yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. your emotions. That's a big one. Which I never, ever did because I never wanted people to get mm -hmm. too in. But I think around you guys, obviously, like it's a lot easier. And I think, you know, it's a blessing to, to have people like you guys in my life because I know that you can help me smile through my pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I remember telling Jordan this story. And he roasted me, like, but uh, that's what Only I Only because I know you rang it's, me to roast you. Yeah, I, I didn't said, want to. No, I, I think I rung Jordan. I said, like, I need you to mock me and mock me hard <laughs> just to get it out. Like, uh, I just need it. I had your back that day, eh? You I had did. a few. I had a few good ones. You had real good ones. Yeah, yeah so... Um, I think, you know, that that's what you need. You need people surrounding you that can just help you. Yeah, 100. Not to wrap that part up, but I just want to say that um, I, what's one of the things I admire about you most, your love for your wife, your love for your Sarah, love for Sarah. I Very love, yes. I, I love how you are so open about it, even when we used to broadcast. And I found a love of, of, of my own, I not know, to make it about no me, but I actually feel like you're someone that I've thought of before. Like, I'd like to exemplify my love the same way Nixon does for Sarah. And so, like, thank you for sharing just about that when we asked you. It's not something that's super comfortable. but um, I'm proud of you yeah. for finding. Yes, uh -huh. here we go. Nixon, now you start asking him uh, some questions one day about his life. Honestly, you, Roast him back. You, you and Sarah are close, but one day you'll get there. Shut up. Come see me in 10 years, tell him. <laughs> No, no, no. Well, while, while we're here, though, while we're what here. about your love life? Shut up! <laughs> Don't you dare. That's safe. Hey, we might as well hey. get the the tough questions out while we're here. Of what? Those weren't the tough questions. <laughs> no, actually, it's not. It's not tough. It's uh, but uh, we. I didn't want to bring it up, and I thought, why don't we? This should be a space where we can. Um, we took Nate earlier. Yeah. And I think this is a a, a good time to ask. Pe people want to know how you feel about Nate. Like I know that that is your boy. I know that you got his back. Yeah. Um, how How do you – and I also saw – no one got to see this just quickly, but when I came through with my – I felt like we were moving so fast and I never really talked to you about it, but I thought, I don't know if anyone's checking on Nixon too. Like he – you know, his mate, you know, who is his boy used to – and I don't feel like that really got wrapped up properly. You didn't get kind of your – Yeah, your, your ending song. It's kind of on trend for Nate. Like, he's never been able to resign from a job or say goodbye, <laughs> you know? Like, And, it, and he, he will laugh if he ever gets a chance to hear this. But I think the news at the moment, um, obviously most people – all people know now, like it was the front page of the Herald for two days. But like that, I was heartbroken. Like, I uh, completely heartbroken for my mate. You know, he is my, you know, ride, ride or die. And it's because of him that I got my chance in mainstream radio. But to see uh, what has happened to him um, and watching the whole journey play out and knowing um, what was going on and what the outcome could possibly be. Um, like, I, man, I was sad. And you, you never want to um, disown your mate, you know, because things happen. 
But I think that um, 100%. What I want people to know is that, like, he's doing well. He, he keeps in touch. And I think that the main thing is I want people kind of make a narrative of what they saw in the newspaper, mm. where it's like we saw a journey of Nate, you know, he and he's the first one to admit that if you do the crime, you do the time. Mm. But what people didn't understand is he actually did his time. Mm. And that's what hurts everyone that's close to him the most is that he did his time and his family suffered for that. And then you make a redemption out of that and he actually was on his own free will with the help of uh, Butterbean, he went out there, supported the community. He let go of all the stuff that was um, holding him back before. He went out there, was delivering food parcels to families who needed it off his own free will. And... um, and helping people and families through COVID, back to his roots of his love for South Auckland. Mm. And then when he got his family life back together, he was on the straight and narrow, surrounding himself with the right people, they chuck him back in. Mm. And that's why everyone was upset that was close to him, because you're seeing somebody that has done so well to turn their life around around on his own free will. I want to make that very, very clear again. And then he gets pushed back. Basically, he had done everything that the justice system is asking of people, right? Right. Like, do your time, rehabilitate, find your right path, and go for it. So he was on his right path, and then they've thrown him back in. Exactly. And it's just like, man, and I I just see that this happens to a lot of our people, that you know what you did was wrong. You paid your time, and you're now trying to make a better life for you and other people, and then you get pushed back. So, I I mean, I'm sad. Like, it's just sad. Hundred percent, and I, and I think sometimes as, as as our people we're short sighted in that. Like we are often the loudest when people start throwing the stones, and what we forget is that. And in Nate's case, definitely, there's a chance for redemption, and I hope that with him. And I think people have always come up to me and tried to ask about Nate or what do you know, and and I've always shut it down because what I. I never I never wanted to be a part of those conversations. What I try to remember is like. I filled Nate's seat, and also we. I try to remember the Nate that gave to our people every morning, yeah, um, and of service. And I think it's important for us, for us to ask you, Nixon, and for you to share your thoughts on your bro, you know, because it, it it's a good convo to have. Oh, it's not been had anywhere else. It's almost day, like the paper. The papers allowed us, and then we don't ever nah. share about it in these platforms or mediums. Oh, I mean, like I can't express how heartbroken I was. You know, on the number of occasions that, you know, this dude had been um, caught up in, in something that he probably shouldn't have. And um, I think the day that he left, mm. I didn't even get to say goodbye. Yeah. And that was like pre even reaching out to you to come and fill that seat. I was like, what's happened? Like, mm. it's the, it's Nixon and Nate, you know, like I lost Lily. Mm. Nate had gone. And I was like. What's what's happened? Like no, we didn't. No one got to say goodbye. We didn't get to finish. And then we didn't even get to say goodbye to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, carried no, it no, on. Hey, there's a theme here. There's someone, no there's someone like puppeteering the their puppets. <laughs> I, I wanted to just gracefully just walk out the door. That's what I wanted. But I think I think when the, the seat that you sat on, especially alongside Nate, is a very important seat. Like that seat represents the people. Like that's what that seat. Or what I what I envisioned when we created the the morning crew is that that seat is always for the people, and I think the people that sit in that seat reflect that. Mm. And I think when you lose someone from that seat, if 
a station is not a station unless it's about the people. 100%. Those kaffa implants weren't yours, eh? No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many people <laughs> ask I mean, me? I've seen your calves, you know. Let's <laughs> people, the amount of messages, they're like, the calf implants, though. <laughs> and I was like, that's not me. No, that's Nixon. I almost heard your voice when I read that. I thought, can you do me a solid? Can <laughs> 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 you shove me some calf Hey, let's quickly get out of here, okay? Any closing thoughts? No, keep, keep doing what you're doing. What's your dream one day? To be the content director of... You know, media. That's the retirement plan? Of the morning show. <laughs> yeah. Why? why? We're, we're just jump we're, on now. Why, though? Right. We're just a little... I told you. We're just a little... We're, little, we're, we're, just a little independent. Yeah. we're just a little independent. Like, why would you want to do that? Oh, I just... I love it. I think you guys have great merch, by the way. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah. We'll give you a hoodie up to this. Now, I want to do the dishes um, to uh, T-Tel. Yeah, we got you. Oh, we were... Oh, yes. Okay, we got some of those. Hey... Honestly, thank you so much for coming in. I'm not going to speak on behalf of everyone right here, but to me, you're the greatest ever dog, man. You are the greatest. You're the GOAT when it comes to sitting on that mic and talking to the people and making us feel something, and you've been around for so long, you've passed the test of time. You're the best to ever do it. We appreciate you coming in, and we appreciate you putting us together, man. We appreciate it. Our brother, man, Nixon Clark. Thank you so much. High praise. And you did very well. Thanks, man. (laughs) This is The Shift. The Shift. Shift. I'm gonna make him an awful game with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. Ha. Okay. I'm like the burger.